I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. And I was like, fuck your friends. If this is going to make you feel better, do it. I remember posting my bum for the first time, the bum I used to hide because it was saggy and stretch marked. You were also hot as fuck, must say. I shit in my handbag. Shut the handbag, put it in the corner. That is so unladylike. Welcome back to So Unladylike, your weekly dose of chat with no fluff, no filter and no fucks given. (laughs) If you're watching this on YouTube, you will see that our surroundings are new and improved, a little bit different. Today marks our very first episode recording with Sunnydale Studios. I am so pumped to have these guys producing So Unladylike. Um, My co-host today is Indiana Reed, owner of Naked Curve, size inclusive, lingerie label, lipedema warrior, and someone who is very honest and open about her own plastic surgery procedures, very unfiltered, very inappropriate, and a bloody good time. So I'm excited (laughs) to have you on. (laughs) You just really did summarize me. Yeah. That was perfect. All in one. Love it. So we're just going to, as I said, no fluffs. Let's get straight into it. We are going to be talking about... uh, aging, the bullshit narrative of aging gracefully, cosmetic surgery, lipedema, and we're going to answer some questions at the end of the episode that listeners have sent in, as well as ending the episode with your most unladylike moments. I'm so excited. So I'm I'm so excited too. It's me day to day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So look, let's start with some statistics. Australians have just topped one billion dollars spend in non-invasive cosmetic surgery Is procedures. Is that just on the Gold Coast alone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, <laughs> and you and I contributed about twenty billion. No, hang on. No, sorry. We said one billion. So now I said twenty billion. Oh no, I just contributed fifty thousand to it in the last six months. You did. I did. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Holy cow! Not really. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. Yeah. But. I had to because with lipedema, it's unfortunately it's not recognised as it's recognised as a chronic condition, but Medicare and private health don't cover it in Australia and cover it in pretty much every other country. So I didn't have an option. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So you've had 16 litres of fat removed. 18. 18. I do apologise. The last one was a final two litres. Okay. All right. So that's been removed through liposuction. (laughs) Yes. You've also had breast augmentation Mm -hmm. and injectables. Mm -hmm. Love it. You share that your, your your full body liposuction was due to lipedema. Yes. Now there's cosmetic and physical benefits to that, isn't there? Um, yeah, I didn't get the cosmetic outcome that I wanted. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's quite hard. So it's, it's a very different procedure with the water assisted liposuction because the main focus is to remove the lipedema. It's mm-hmm. not to make you look great. And okay. most surgeons won't actually guarantee anything. Most surgeons will say, um, yeah, we'll remove the lipedema, but if you want to look nicer, you need to go to a different surgeon. And that was my first experience with a surgeon in Miami. So yeah. I didn't actually go through them. Miami and I went, in? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Miami. Miami Gold Coast. And then, so I didn't actually go through them. I went through the surgeon that I went through and I found him five years ago. He randomly happened to be the surgeon that did my, pinned my husband's ears back. So okay. another cosmetic procedure. Oh my God. Cosmetic family. Added, I added love it. the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the uh, lipedema is hard to diagnose isn't Mm -hmm. it you have to rule out a bunch of other um conditions first but it's also something i think people need to understand is that it's it's not normal fat it's not soft it's quite it's really hard hard and 
it will not budge with calorie deficit. So it doesn't Correct. matter how much you exercise or diet, yes. it will not budge. Your yeah. weight will change in the areas of your bodies where lipedema does mm. not exist. Uh, and for women, it typically affects the lower half of the body, doesn't it? Yeah, lower half and also arms. So people with lipedema generally have quite a small waist yeah. and they get misdiagnosed as just being obese. And the reality is is it doesn't have anything to do with food consumption. Obviously, mm. if you have this kind of genetic condition, it's ideal to, you know, stay in like in control of your weight. Yeah. Um, but once it starts to grow in your body, it's like a bushfire and it just doesn't stop. So I was training – when I met you, I was training like crazy. I was eating really well, but I was almost – I think I was like 96 kilos and I usually sit around – 74 I'm, I'm 74 now and it was you just were also hot as fuck growing. must say thanks like girl. I remember when you said that you were getting um surgery I was just like why you know because I mean yeah. you just yeah you're... I couldn't stop the growth of it and that's what yeah. was scaring me and I saw a lot of people that have lipedema who have ballooned and they can't control it yeah. and you know they get so big and it's so painful and that's and what that's people don't thing. realize yeah. it's because you can't metabolize the fat it's it's there it bothers you it bothers how you look as well and none of my clothes were fitting I was just going up and up in sizes you know not that that's an issue but for me it really wasn't but issue. when your legs are achy and tired yeah. and they're bruising easily and you couldn't even just like a gentle touch would bruise mm. and it would hurt and it was just really painful. It's so, an uncomfortable condition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy that it's recognized as a chronic condition mm. in Australia, but they've just left it at that. Mm. They've gone, it's a chronic condition. One in 10 women have it. So my question is, if it was one in 10 men, would oh, they would they address that 100%. a little quicker? I always say that if men had, if men bled out of their dicks every month, <laughs> like there would be um, tampons available oh, everywhere. Oh, everywhere. They'd probably have and eliminated probably the free. period. Yeah. Yeah. Free the dispensaries be everywhere. There'd yeah. be other ways. Mm. There'd be other ways. Um, but yeah, so the, it is. It is painful and uncomfortable. And the only there is no cure except for no. liposuction. That's the exactly only right. way is to kill and remove the lipedema. Can it grow back? Yes. It's not necessarily about it growing back, but it will grow in other areas. Yeah, and okay. So that's like me nunny. Remember, it got really fat this, after this, my first surgery. This I love. So my um, God, Indy came to the gym and she's like, I've, I've had all this liposuction and now I've got a fat nunny, which is a vag, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a fat vag, which we talk about a lot, fat yeah. vages. Um. And I was like, okay. So then when you went for your third surgery. Yeah, third surgery. She was like, three and six oi, doc. Suck some fat out of me, Vag, Yeah, please. because it started to get quite hard in my lower yeah. abdomen because you can get lipedema and I had it in my lower abdomen. Which is so very he rare, did that isn't area. It? Yeah, yeah, it's not as common. It's mainly arms. Um, but, yeah, he, I got him to suck it out because I was just like, this is just ridiculous and it was starting to feel very hard. And well, I was just, I don't need now. lipedema in my vagina. Like, she really. came to the gym and I was like, can I touch your vagina? Yeah, of course. She's like, absolutely, go for gold. So I poked it. Yeah, it's like this. Yep. I poked nice. her vag <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it was like concrete. Yeah, literally. Hot. Yeah, I'm getting massage on it twice a week, oh every my God, week. I, I literally it? have women massaging my vagina to try and assist with the lymphatic drainage. I'd- That's my life. And there's not even a happy ending with it. Like, come I on. I don't even have a problem, but I might book in for some yeah, lymphatic drainage massage on the... It is nice. It's nice. Yeah, just get it rubbed down once a yeah, week. Exactly. Yeah. Why not? I've got problems in my clitoris. Can you just... <laughs> can you just rub it down, Just please? sort it out for me, please. Just sort it out. Yeah. Um, I think I think I love that you've been so open about it as well because there is so much shade and shame thrown at women with plastic surgery. And mm. I think also... 
the feeling that I had plastic surgery, but you know, I had it for this reason. Mm. Whereas it's also okay to go like, I mean, I've had my boobs done and I had them done because I wanted to. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I'm such an advocate. And I, this is, my husband actually really struggled with it because he wanted to pin his ears back and they Mm. were really, they were quite far out and it bothered him every single day. He'd stand in front of the mirror and hold his ears back. You know, the scene out of Kath and Kim when Brett does that, (laughs) it's literally was Luke. (laughs) And, um, I was just like, just pin your ears back. And it got to the point where I got really angry about it because I'm like, why aren't you doing this? He's like, oh, I just don't want my friends to judge me. Yeah. And I was like, fuck your friends. Yeah. If this is going to make you feel better, do it. What do you, Who gives a shit what anyone thinks? It's about you. And if it's going to help you with your confidence, by all means, do whatever you want to do. You live once. Literally. Right? Like you live once and whatever is going to help you mm. in your life, like, like do it. And there's this bullshit, you know, narrative of love your body. Like, there's like it's exhausting. It can be quite toxic. Um, I feel it's like love your body. No, no, Sharon. I can mm. accept my body. I can love it for what it does for me. I can love myself, and I can also change my body if I want to. Yeah. Do you love your toes or your elbow or, or no, no? You accept that they exist. And that's enough sometimes. But you can love your body and still be working on it. Absolutely. Like you can be a work in progress your entire life. But isn't that self-love sometimes as well? I think so as well. And I personally get so upset around the whole body positive movement saying that the only reason you can be body positive is if you're big. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. I see so many girls out there who are promoting things like, eczema and Mm. even just saggy skin and people are saying things like oh well you know if you've got to contort your body to get that saggy skin yeah you can't love your body as much and I sort of think like even when I see your Instagram and I see you're so natural with your body and I think there's nothing wrong with being in a smaller body and being on a journey of self-love body acceptance and promoting that because people who are smaller go through body issues all the time as well 100% and I I agree with you and challenge you on something a little bit as well with the body positive movement because I was very much an advocate for yes I exist in a smaller body but there are people like me who exist in a smaller body with saggy skin and stretch marks who want to feel seen and represented as well But then I understood that me using the body positive hashtag whitewashed and uh, when people looked up that hashtag, they were seeing white, small-bodied women Mm. and that's not what the the hashtag was was created for. Mm. Um, It was for bodies that were marginalised. So once I understood that, I'm like, this is not for me. This is not my place. So I I do not use that hashtag. Mm. But I do claim body confidence, body acceptance, body acceptance all that yeah. sort of stuff, but not body positivity. That's not my place. And I'm, I'm to- I totally understand that. And I think it needs to come from a place of understanding where it originated from. But at the same time, yes, th- I remember posting my bum for the first time, the bum I used to hide because mm. it was saggy and stretch marked. And someone commented, you have my bum. And I was like, Amazing. oh, my God, yeah. you know, we have the same bum. Amazing. Go us with our, you know. I know, and I think that that needs to be shown a lot more on social mm. media. And I think I think where I probably get a little bit caught off guard, and it happens with my business all the time because mm. I use these hashtags, and I think where I get caught off guard is when I see other women just attacking women for using these hashtags or, yeah. you know, maybe not being as big. And I just think 
aren't we supposed to be promoting love no matter what? And it's only ever women. I never have men ripping the women down on my business page. It's only ever women. And I just think, I think it's that's also, not on. I think we can admit as white women, it's it's definitely typical to white women as too. At oh, two. absolutely. Like, um, white women tear each other down like nothing Constantly. I've ever seen. Look at the, um, jo- we won't go into it, but the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, for example. I have never seen white women so quick so quick to tear another white woman down and there have been black women in the community commenting just like y'all are fucked like no black woman would do this you Mm. know um and I just think it's really interesting that it's something that as white women we've got to learn and it's what we do with journey to worthy as well is really encourage that that sisterhood that I think we've we've lost better we don't have to compete with each other we just have to coexist and You know, whether you disagree with someone or not, it doesn't mean you have to have a go at them. You and I disagree a lot. publicly. Uh, so much. Yeah, We so disagree much. on the Amber Heard trial. Uh, probably. <laughs> which we, we should talk go about into it. Because I'll be here a while. Um, on another episode perhaps. Uh-huh. But, um, for example, we'll, the Kardashians, we disagree on that a little bit. Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. But we share our opinions and quite often we'll say to each other, oh, okay, I can see your point yeah, of view. Like, it's like- never like you're right, I'm wrong type of situation. No, never. And I think that's what needs to change with yeah, women too. I completely like, agree. If you don't want plastic surgery, sweet, good for you. No don't one's going it. to pressure you. Don't yep. get it. But if a woman does, you don't need to belittle her or tear her Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And I had a photo reshared by a brand of my body naturally mm-hmm. in a bikini um, and they were quickly trying to delete comments but not before I saw one which was just vomit emojis. Like just leave the comments on there. I personally I wish I love to take I like them on. to respond, yes. Yeah, I love it. But it was just vomit emojis um, and I saw it and I, it didn't bother me. Didn't honestly didn't bother me. But then it was reshared by um, the brand figure and yep. it was nothing but positive, beautiful comments. Yeah, really yeah. interesting, different platform. Yeah, different mm. platform. Um, and, of course, the vomit emoji was from a guy, by the way. Oh, um, lovely. But what was interesting that in the comments was this is what we want to see, a beautiful natural body, no silicon, no injectables, no whatever. And I commented, well, there is some silicon dough. There's also some Botox and stuff, but you know what? That doesn't like make okay. – there's no competition. Mm. No one body is better than the other. Doesn't make you any So less. just because one body is all natural doesn't make it better and more deserving of praise Absolutely. than a body that has been – However enhanced it wants Augmented, to be, yeah. that is not less of a woman or less of it. So that um, but I try and respond gently rather than attacking. Yeah. Um, I think Education it's important to key. educate. Mm. So when you see someone who is living in a smaller body or not a marginalized body, using the body positivity hashtag, sometimes just a gentle like link to a, a, an article mm. that explains maybe a body why. acceptance would be better. Yeah, maybe try using this hashtag yeah. instead because most of the time people will be, oh my god, I didn't know, mm. so I. I I won't do that again. I stopped I'm not- using the hashtag too. Like I totally, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I think you bang on with that. I just think um, I think your approach is what is needed because the approach often is quite nasty and people just go on Angry. the defensive immediately and go, well, I'll use whatever I want yeah. rather than a gentle approach and go maybe you could use a different one and people would go, oh, okay. Well, people yeah. don't. It, it's, it's you statements like yeah. you this, you that. People will always get on the defensive. Mm. So, I mean, and I no personally always try and use we. Yeah. Because as women, it's we. Mm. It's not you against me. It's yeah. we. We are in this together and none of us are perfect yeah, and we've all right. learnt stuff. And, yeah. And, look, I think the other thing apart from body acceptance is, you know, the pressure to age gracefully as a woman. Like what the fuck does that mean? I like, don't understand. Age the- like this? <laughs> 
like gracefully as like a ballerina what the yeah. fuck does that mean i mean look i'm all for people who want to age just as is and not change anything on them i understand the gracefully is about just i don't know are you supposed to just let yourself go or is it about yeah but see there's that like, there's gracefully or let yourself go but like, like are they supposed to, are they do they coexist are they the same thing because yeah. that's my question because you know if you get botox or fillers or do whatever you want you want to get your boobs done is that not graceful well I, I love it when um you're due for botox and you're like oh, there's movement no I've got we cannot so have so much movement in my head right now it's and we cannot have it you're like you can tell what i'm feeling and i won't have it yeah i don't want people to know what i'm thinking <laughs> it's my mask i freeze it so people don't know that i'm looking i am really angry right now yeah exactly <laughs> i just love nicole kidman's head i love it it doesn't move she has no emotion and i think good on you see that's as an actress i you. think that's quite damaging but uh for but her she gets for those her... roles where she yeah. just like the stepford wives perfect yeah for her. Perfect. perfect that's true yeah. that's true but as an actress i think expression is needed and i do notice that but she'll never get those roles yeah, because true. of the way she looks she doesn't need them she's nicole kidman i know seriously mm. we love that sorry sipping on my mimosa um I think we're we can't we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. Hundred percent. You get the work done, you're ridiculed. You don't mm-hmm. get it done, you're ridiculed. Look at Madonna. So she's oh. had some serious work done. Yeah. She's sixty odd. So yeah. she's had she's clearly had a facelift um, and some fat deposit and those um, cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, that makes her feel good. And people are like, oh, look at her. She looks like somebody's eccentric grandma now. And I'm like, shut your mouth. I like think that- it's confronting when you first see it, but it, I think it's allowed to be confronting. Mm. It's about then accepting and not commenting and just going, she's obviously really happy. So I would do things that people would probably judge. Yeah. And I don't want them to, you know, have a go at me. So why should we have a go at other people? She's very happy. The comments are disgusting though. And I'm just like, mm. stop guys. Like it's not your place to comment on her face. She is a human being. Yeah. You don't have to like it. You don't have to want to do it to your own face. Mm. But I Are mean, Madonna's cool? Madonna's always been about shock value. Yeah, so true. like love, I, it, good on her, you know. And she's still making headlines at the age she is. Yeah, she's always gone for shock. So yeah. maybe this is just another publicity shock. But also, do, do you feel like people just expect her now that she's in her sixties to just age and die, just, like, just go grey, just go her, away? Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's what happens to us, like that, you know. Yeah. So um, look, for anyone listening, if you want to get Botox, great, get it. If you don't, great. If you if you want to, don't pressure someone else mm. to. If you don't, don't bag them for doing it. I actually, That's the lesson for today. Yeah, I actually once was working with a girl a few years ago and it was before I'd done any filler in my lips and she's like, oh, you really should get some filler. And mm. I will just never forget that comment and I just thought, why? And she was so much younger than me. Like mm. I'm 32 now and I reckon I think she's about 26 and she had those those lips, yeah. you know, you know the lips? She I know had the lips. the lips. And I was like, I don't really want to look like you though. And I was really terrified about it. When yeah, because first... you're terrified of having two sausages for lips. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I first went to a nurse, I didn't end up going with her because I went in to see her and she had those lips. And I was like, I don't really want that your face. <laughs> so I don't really so I didn't go with I her. I like injectables, but I do not want to look like Just you. Just that dark nah, look. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. It's like going to a bad hairdresser. Who, If they've got bad hair, you're going to go, mm. Do you know what? When I'm looking for injectables, I always look and make sure that they um, have varying faces, that they don't only work with influencers, that yeah. they work with older skin. You're exactly right. Yeah, because I want to see – same with makeup artists. I want to see makeup that you work yeah. on darker women yeah, um, and that you work on older skin mm-hmm. because – 
older eyelids are creepier and you need to know yeah. how to do an eyeshadow. Yeah. On my eyelids. No, you're right. You're exactly right. Okay, so look, we popped a question box up on Instagram, uh, which is at so unladylike pod. Now, Liv, producer Liv, can you give us one or two of the question confessions or opinions that we received? And Indy and I, without expert knowledge, we don't have any. Um, I mean, I'm an expert in little, but I like to. Look, it's a friendly chat. We're going to give some of our friends some advice. I know a little about a lot. Yeah, good, great. Okay, all right. So we had someone write in. They said, cosmetic surgery does or does not equal low self-esteem. Do you want oh, to go it first? does not. Well, okay, two two things. Lipedema, for me, it was very different. It was not a low self-esteem thing. It was about getting my body back in control and how it looked pre-lipedema outbreak. And I think, if anything, I feel as though – it could be the opposite. It could be more like it gives you, I mean, it, you could be a super confident person and just go, well, I just want to do a little bit more and be ballsy enough to go, I want to get my boobs done. And I don't think that's got anything to do with low self-esteem personally. I don't think it equals low self-esteem at all. I think you've got, you've got the extremes. I think it's really important with um, any form of plastic surgery to ensure that there's no body dysmorphia um, and there's no psychological issues or that the person's not bringing in a photo of, we'll use Kim Kardashian yeah. as an example, Kim I want, Kardashian I want going, bum. I want that exact body because yeah. you are not that person and you you cannot try and you should not try and look like somebody else because you are you and keeping in mind that a lot of those celebrities, mm. we've talked about it before, it's even the PR shots are, are all fake. I think I think everyone's got self-esteem issues to some extent and if something makes you feel better about yourself, whatever that may be, whether it's fake tan, fake eyelashes, Mm. getting your eyebrows tattooed, wearing makeup one day, dyeing your hair, cutting your hair, dressing nice. There's so many different things that we do to make ourselves better, feel better. Who's to say that one's more acceptable than the other? No one. I think you're bang on as well saying that there needs to be a psychological assessment and it's definitely a topic for another day but I Mm. think – I think um, so when I previously went for my first surgery, I actually had to speak to a psychologist um, and the doctor made me do it just to ensure I knew what was ahead because I think a lot of people go in, spend five grand, especially Thailand, five grand, get their boobs done. That's what I did. I had mine done in Thailand and it was like get in, get out and I was 21. And I was expectations young. too. Well, my boobs are going to look like hers. Yeah. Well, no, her boobs looked like they looked before she had the surgery. Yours look like yours. So yeah. you're going to have a different result. And I feel like it can genuinely actually cause more body dysmorphia when 100%. you have surgery, especially surgery that you're not happy with. And I don't think that they ever cover the risks enough, but I think that that's something that you should touch on another time Yeah, because that's a whole – It is risky. Pushing- Any surgery is risky. You have to take that into account. Yeah. Are you – is it something that's going to serve you enough that you're yeah. willing to go under a general anesthetic, yeah. which is a risk every time? And it's and not do regulated. you have the means? I think that's important too. Like if you have the desire and the means to do so, then mm. then absolutely because it is costly mm. and, and it is an investment. It's super scary that it's not regulated because mm. you talk about Cosmetic plastic surgery. Yeah, you talk about plastic surgery, but not one of my sur- surgeries has been done by a plastic surgeon. <gasps> So every single one, even my lipedema surgery was done by a cosmetic surgeon who is 
I don't think people understand that cosmetic surgeons is just a title. It's like yeah. it's me saying I'm an expert on lipedema. It, he's actually just a doctor. Can we let, let's let's share some information for those listening who yeah. don't actually know? There was a recent current affair program that concentrated entirely on the unregulated also cosmetic. My your surgeon, I know. My I wasn't going to mention that your surgeon, surgeon was on there. Um, but he's brilliant. The, the so it unregulated. Just makes me so well, I mean, look, you're a, a case testimony to yeah. the amazing work that he's done. But a cosmetic surgeon has no more more qualifications than a GP. A GP. Um, a, a plastic surgeon Often has an extra 13, a 13, uh, 13 years more. 13 years, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, the surgeries are different. But then again, a cosmetic surgeon can quite often perform better liposuction than a plastic surgeon because they only do liposuction, Absolutely. whereas a plastic surgeon does lots of so other things and they usually choose not to do liposuction because yeah. it's not. But anyway, again, like you said, an, a, a topic for um, yeah. another podcast, but an interesting one. It is an unregulated industry, so mm. there is danger involved and people need so to be much. made aware. Yeah. Um, but no, it doesn't necessarily equal low self-esteem and I don't think people who get Sorry, a we lot off topic, of – Sorry, we went off topic, didn't we? Yeah, I don't think people who point. get a lot of plastic surgery necessarily are doing so um, – because they hate themselves. Cool. All right. So our second question is, I really want to have Botox and filler, but I'm so scared of my family's reaction. Help. Well, this sounds like Luke Maybe with his Maybe if ears. they get Botox and filler as well, you won't actually notice their reaction. <laughs> I don't know. That's an idea. I uh, think this is, this is a tough one. There is so much, and this is why we're talking about it, there is so much judgment mm. around women who get Botox and filler. Um, uh, you have to do what's best for you, and if your family judge them, I think it's it judge you. I think it's really important to set your boundaries and mm. have quite a, a firm um, approach to it, and say this is my choice, and you making fun of me and my face is not okay by me. Yeah, I agree. I really str- I struggle because I have a very accepting mum, very accepting. I go to the person that she goes to. Yeah. So I was always really lucky. Mum would say things like, oh, you're a bit young to start. And I was like, no, mum, preventative. Prevention is better than a cure. So like let's start early. Um, but I think realistically, do you owe your family an explanation? Mm. Go and do what you want. It's one of those things that I would probably, if you feel like you need to ask for forgiveness afterwards, do that. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah. Like go forgiveness and do what you what? want. Well, that's what I mean. Like if you oh. if you feel like you need to ask your parents, I would go down the route of just. I was like, what, are you I'd making go, them go to the confessional? No, God, no. But I'd I would like, go, God, no. Praise <laughs> me, I would, Lord. I would uh, go down I the route. I have sinned. I've had Botox. <laughs> yeah, I personally would go down the route of doing it. Do your research. Obviously, don't just go do it in spite of your parents, but do your research. And if you want to do it, really, you don't owe anything to anyone. And it might not be parents. It could be husband. It could be wife. Yeah. It could be, you know. Um, There's always going to be critics hush, no matter what. It's a very hush-hush thing. And I know a lot of people get it done and, and don't tell people, and you know what, that's your business and you don't owe anybody anything. But also don't lie about it. It annoys me. And Does I know it, it annoys okay, interesting, you. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's we where have, we argue over the Kardashians. <laughs> we've got a, I'm pretty sure Liv got another question around this. Yeah, okay. So we'll just quickly yeah, touch ready on that one because we've segued into it nicely yes okay so i've had liposuction and fat transfer i lie and tell everyone i haven't okay why does that piss you off indiana okay so that doesn't necessarily piss me off but why why because it's liposuction and transfer or is it only injectables that piss you off why are you picking and choosing what pisses you off indiana pick my answer here (laughs) i don't think you owe an explanation to anyone ever but i think if you have a large platform where people look up to you and idolize you and you know you're 
I don't know, for example, selling booty workouts and saying that you haven't had a BBL. I kind of think that that is false advertising okay, and the ombudsman should have something to say about that. What about Joe Blow down the road? Jane, what do you mean? Jane Blow. Well, what does she owe? Any, she doesn't owe anything to anyone, but I don't. I I personally believe that honesty is best policy. But again, in saying that you don't owe anything to anyone at right, all. So my, so my opinion is similar in the sense that if someone is lying about their surgery to profit of it, it is deceitful. That's what and I mean. It, it is um, non-ethical Thank and immoral. That. So that's that's not okay in my yeah. opinion. But if someone personally wants to go and get surgery and not tell people, it's nobody's business. You are under no obligation to tell anybody. You owe nobody mm. anything. It's your business. You don't have to talk about it. If you are going to, yeah, get um, liposuction, let's say that question came from um, someone who was selling a booty program and you've had the liposuction and the fat transfer into your bum and you're saying you can get these results by buying that's my program, that, yeah, you on. can fuck right off. No, I agree. And that's where I'm coming from in yeah. that. But I don't think I don't think like Joe or Jane down the road. Jane Blow. We yeah, need to Jane think. Blow. Joe get Blow. Get Jane, Jane, I don't know. Smith. Jane down the lane. Smith. But I think it's got a rhyme, Indy. Again, you don't have to you don't have to answer to anybody ever. But yeah. I when people profit off it, that's when I'm a bit I'm a bit like, I can see what you've done. I can see the scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see what's going on there. And also the question then remains, why do we lie? Is it because mm. we fear the shame, shame. and the backlash yeah. that's going to come from it? And truth be told, that that is most likely I've the reason. I've had loads of people just say to me, oh, so you just got lipo because you wanted it. And I, and I just say, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I just. Why bother I, explaining? I don't even owe anyone a story. I know. I like, know um, a friend of a friend who she's like, um, no, I'm not going to exercise. I am, go- which, hello, first, please exercise your organs, your internal organs. If they showed on the outside of your body, I'm sure we'd look after them a bit more. But please body. exercise. Move your body for your heart and your lungs. Mm. Anyway, thank you. Um, uh, you know, she's like, no, I'll just suck it out. Like, I literally have. I'm the, like, you do, you go. I literally used to have the same concept, but around face routine like yeah. moisturizer and cleanser i'm like oh, i'll just get filler and facelifts and no yeah, just can't be bothered but skin, i'm so lazy there's only so much you can do with skin i know and i'm learning that now off, yeah. and now that i'm paying for you know like laser to remove sunspots i'm yeah. learning that maybe i should wear sunscreen yeah yeah can we can Definitely. we touch on that quickly with the aging because mm-hmm. my my grand my nan and my mum all said to me that one day they woke up and looked in the mirror and who they saw was not who they felt on the inside. And I think it's all well and good to tell people to age gracefully. But, I mean, our face is changing. Who we look at in the mirror, it's all changing. Mm. And I think it's okay to want to, you know, go back to what you feel as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, Indiana, we have a little segment at the end of each episode that we like to call So Unladylike Confessions. This is where you tell us your unladylike moment. The time is nigh. Okay. It is now. I'm ready. So, Indy, please tell us your so unladylike moment. I'm so excited for this and you're going to have a heart attack. So I was no, Not too much really, backstory, just deliver no, it. No, 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 no. I was really thinking about it and I really thought that this one was the best. I have to give a tiny bit of backstory. I was okay. just at the markets with my mum and my dog. Down in Sydney, very cute. And we just jumped in the lift to go back to our car and then the lift fell to the ground and we were trapped in the lift. (laughs) 
So I suffer from extreme claustrophobia. I am so claustrophobic that I, when I try and scuba dive or snorkel, I'm like, no, I'm uncomfortable. So anyway, I'm having an actual meltdown, sweating profusely and the intercom's not working. So people are like, oh, we can't hear you. Just call us back. And I'm like, I'm going to die in here today. I'm sweating thinking I'm, about I'm this. I'm sweating. Oh. And my anxiety is taking over. And then I'm like, I don't feel very well. And my stomach starts to rumble. And I was like, I need a bathroom now. And I'm stuck in a lift, so I can't get out. And I'm looking at mum and mum's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. And I was like, I think I'm about to shit myself, mum. And she's like, look, it's fine. I wiped your ass when you're a baby. Don't worry about it. Don't make a thing about it. Just go over in the corner. And I'm like, I can't shit in the fucking corner of a lift, mum. And I looked around and there was no camera. So I was like, okay. And I'm still looking around. I was like, mum, I can't do this. I emptied my handbag and I shit in my handbag. Yeah. <laughs> this happened. Indy, I need to know. Mm. Was it Kmart or was it Chanel? Oh, no, it was a, sh- it was a terrible handbag. It was okay. just like a trashy Kmart handbag. But I literally had to shit in my handbag and thank God it was solid. Can you, just make, it was can a- you say that as a statement? <laughs> I shit in my handbag. It happened. It was a thing that happened. I didn't tell anyone. I blamed it on the dog. Thank God he was in the lift the with me. The dog shit in my handbag. It's this a- solid log, but, you yeah. know, he's tiny, but, you know. But you know what? At least it wasn't like a Niagara Falls situation because that would have been messy and I was really lucky that my body didn't let me down that day. But in that moment, I nearly died. Oh, my gosh. I have questions. Can I have questions? <laughs> Look how red I am. I'm thinking about it again. I'm sweating. Like, my palms are, like, dripping. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is pretty regular for me. After you went what, to the bar. What, shitting in handbags? No, like having like moments where I'm like, I think I'm going to shit myself. After being in the lift, like, well, how long were you in the lift for with the shitty handbag? Maybe about 40 minutes. <laughs> but no, it didn't. It didn't because we, mum, mum helped me out, like snapped it off, shut the handbag, put it in the corner and then oh just. Because anxiety poos are smelly. It's a real thing. They smell of fear. It's, Yeah. <laughs> But it was fine. And when we got out, mum's like, throw away the handbag. And I just threw it in the nearest bin and that was it. The cleaner. No, it was in a bin. So it doesn't matter. But imagine oh. if I just like threw it on the ground and someone's like, oh, it's oh, free back. handbag. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no and that'd be like, bin. it's a, no, that's an anxiety poo. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, that would be one of them. I also had a near experience yesterday. But Do you know my, my fear of shitting myself was so intense that I used to pack a change of clothes and baby wipes in my boot because oh. I had such an intense fear of shitting my pants. Like- How are you, Connor? Are you well? Um, <laughs> really ladylike, isn't it? Are you it? enjoying this mm. episode? This, yeah. is, this is low-key to what we yeah. yeah, this is pretty standard for me. Yeah. Fat but because badges, I've got poking vaginas, yeah. shitting in handbags, shitting oneself. Yeah, Welcome I haven't ever done that. I'm really proud. I've never done that because I'm like just – bag it i've never shit myself <laughs> yeah i've never shit myself one of my friends does there's it still time regularly. there's still time yeah give i've it got time. decades left look charlotte did it in the sex and city movie and she's still glamours glamours all like like anything so i'm fine with that bridesmaids the movie where they all get the shits it's the food poisoning it's happening it's and she happening. shits in the bridal dress in the middle of the street makes me anxious i'm like i could never like what would i do i have to I put could. a cork in my ass i could i would just like it happens I'm not a big enough deal that anyone cares. These things happen. Well, you might be now. No, I'm not. I have a feeling this could go viral. I mean, I understand <laughs> if it would. 
The Class. Daily Mail. Indiana Reed shits in a handbag. <laughs> yeah, it was a real thing. Imagine if people came this forward. This is how COVID came fact. to Australia. Yeah, imagine? imagine if people came forward after the fact and they were like, actually, I was the cleaner on duty that day. I like, found oh, that handbag. Oh I found that handbag. Your shit stinks. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I never even told my husband, but now he's going to watch this and know. I was like, it was Arnie. <laughs> it wasn't Arnie. Also, my dog's this big, so it like. Yeah, jelly it's not bean really poos. believable. He does jelly bean poos. Oh, my God. I know. Whoops. Oh, my God. You know what? I really want to end it on that note. Mm. I think that's where we should You're finish welcome. this episode. You know You're what? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I love shit stories, <laughs> as in actual poo stories. Yeah. Um, and that was the best one I've ever heard. So Good cheers. luck topping that. Oh, cheers. Oh, we won't. There's the challenge, done. guys. Top yeah, that top so that. unladylike Next story. Next people, top that. Write in, please. Write mm. in. Um, yeah, write and, in. I'd yeah. love to hear it. You've got to tell me the stories. Yeah. So, tell us your shit stories. Yeah. Yeah. Have you shit in a handbag in a lift? The most have embarrassing you? ones. Yeah. Yes. Have you? I have questions. <laughs> we have questions. Yeah. Luckily, mum had some napkins. <laughs> oh, napkins. Yeah. Oh, the wiping. Are yeah, there's mean? a second part to it. Yeah. The wiping, because you can't just shit and go, like no. unless you have a ghost poo. But most, no, and yeah. I have a butt on me. Yeah, like, there is some there's crevices. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A butt. there's some. Mm. Yeah, cool. Mm. On that note, thank you so yeah, much you're for welcome. joining us today. I love you so much. <laughs> me too. I love you. Too. Thanks leave, for having me. I'm going to share um, in the show notes your brands, Naked Curve and Wild Indigo Jewelry. Um, and I just love the ethos of both of those brands, which is just about loving yourself, sick, and um, yeah, no matter who you are. Thanks for having me. This has been great. No worries. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Did it shit? No, I'm so fine. (laughs) 